Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. Um, it's this, if this is your first episode, you're not here by um, coincidence. I believe you got on here, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, whatever podcast player you're listening to, I believe you are listening because God has something, <clears throat> excuse me, to share with you that he wants to download on you, that he wants to speak to your very soul. This is refreshing the soul. So it's all about giving you um, a new perspective. It's about um, bringing God's word to life in your heart and in your soul um, so that you can know, you can know it for yourself. Um, and in this month of September, we're talking about being fully loved by God. And how many times has someone told us, um, you're loved by God? Or how many times have we heard that? You know, whether you're, you know, listening to the radio, a podcast, um, you're in a service, a church service, or someone's passing by and you hear, but God loves you. Even the signs I see sometimes on the street, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And that is great. And that is the truth. But sadly, some of us as believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we really don't know. Our soul doesn't know God, his love. We have not experienced it. We have done the religious things. We have gone, we have gone to the services. We have um, read the verses and read the devotion and still yet uh, we may not have fully experienced his love or where his love is enough for us. And um, so, you know, these past few weeks, we've been talking about being seen, being heard, being known. And this week is loved, being loved by God. And it's that last week that will be in the series. But I, I pray that as you listen to all the episodes, that it doesn't end here, that you're able to take something from each episode um, and carry it back in your life, that you're able to examine your soul and, and, and be honest and say, hey, you know what? I, I, I haven't been feeling seen uh, or I, I, I haven't really realized how much I am already seen and accepted by God, but maybe I've been wanting it so much from people or from man that I've, um, I've, it, I've never made being seen by him enough for me. And that's what I want. I want, and I, I believe that's what God wants. He wants to be enough for you. Um, he wants his love to be enough because when that's enough, then everything else is just added on top. And whether you have it or not, you're still good. You're still operating in peace because you know the one who created you loves you, sees you, hears you, and knows you. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into this episode. I want to read our um, pretty much our, our focus scripture for this month. It's coming from Ephesians chapter 3. And normally I read verses 18 and 19, but I was reading verse 16 and 17. And I want to add that into today's episode. So we're going to start at Ephesians 3 and 16. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. May you have the power to understand as all God's people should 
how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So, you know, uh, so much in this scripture, um, just it's just so much but what i think i wanted to hone in on is verse 17 it says then then christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him oh just right now um i just i feel right there as we trust in god as we trust in him as we look to him as we choose to believe him there's so many things that is um there's so many things that can pull for our attention and there are things that we want to trust in. We want to trust in the job to keep us stable. We want to trust in the husband to be faithful. We want to trust um, that our kids will do what we told them, what we tell them to do. We want to trust that a car is going to work and take us to, to work in the morning. Um, there's so many things that we can easily trust in or want to trust in but here it's saying christ will make his home here he will dwell here he will live in you in your heart he will be evident in your heart as you trust in him if we're not choosing to trust god then you're you're choosing to trust something else and you're choosing for something else to be a source of whatever it is that you need but as we make jesus the source for everything that we need even the love especially the love that we need it says he will make his home that means he will live here that means the way that i begin to operate out of is from a place of jesus being inside of me and so I'm just going to be a little transparent here. And, you know, that's what we do here on Refreshing the Soul. I want to always make sure this is a safe place where you feel seen and heard and known and understood because we can't act like we don't go through anything. We don't feel anything. And we just learn to love God because we just we just love God. No, we started, some of us have started off loving and thinking um, that love was one thing and wanting to be loved by people and by man and wanting to have attention, but then had to discover that really what my heart longs for and what it needs is Jesus, is his love. And so um, for me, you know, just recently, um, I had I, I, I had this conversation. I noticed how I responded about something um, to someone. And it was the way that I responded that left me uh, feeling a little convicted. And I sat with God about the conversation. And I said, God, I don't like how I responded. I don't like how I felt, you know, in this. And without going into much detail, I don't know if you ever had a conversation um, and it left you feeling like, man, I shouldn't have responded that way. Or why did I respond that way? You know, and one of the things in the conversation that I have, I was asking questions to get the person to see um, really the importance in me, the worth in me versus just saying how I felt and leaving it at that. And I talked to God about it. I, I said, God, I noticed that. And, and now I do this often that I just, 
it's hard for me to come straight out and just say, this is how I feel. And this is what I appreciate if you would do or not do or what. Right. But now, but I noticed in the, uh, you know, I've been having conversations where I'll question, I'll ask almost trying to get permission to see if you see the value that's already in me. And I'm going to tell you, as I sat with God in my quiet time, he revealed to me that, you know, the reason that I do that is because I, one, I guess when I was a child or somewhere in my growing up, um, my voice was kind of stifled. It was shut down. So feeling like your voice, I, I felt like my voice didn't matter. So I didn't matter. So I've carried this belief in me that there's a part of me that doesn't feel like I matter or and it's specifically to certain people. And um, he said, but you have to choose to believe that you do matter. And that you don't just matter, but you matter to me. You matter to me. My word, it says that, you, and I just read this last week where he says, you know, our, our, the hairs on our head, hair and our, on our head are numbered and that we are, are valuable to God. And so I, in that moment, I remember that scripture and I start speaking to my soul, to that place of where I'm feeling like I don't matter. And I'm like, no, I, I do matter and I matter to God. I'm important. Um, I'm valuable to him. I mean, he, his word says that I'm valuable to him. His word says that he loves me. That's why he sent his son to die for me and that he, and he wants me to experience his love. So all these scriptures we've been reading over the weeks, it came flooding back in that moment. And I began opening my mouth and declaring what this word says about how God sees me. I had to shift and take my focus off of whether man sees me properly and choose to believe that the way that God sees me, it is properly and it is enough. That me mattering to God and being important to him and valuable and loved in his eyes is enough for me. Like, it is okay if someone else doesn't get that, if I'm not understood, it is okay. I know that I'm fully known, fully loved, and that I matter to God. And I wanted to share that with you because when we're talking about being loved by God, and we're talking about experiencing his love, it's going to take you being more self-aware of how you respond in certain situations, if something doesn't feel like peace or rest in your soul, the way you, the way, the way that you respond, the way even simple conversations may leave you feeling, you got to check your soul, go back and sit with God and talk to him about it. If you're frustrated, if you're angry, if you're hurt, if you feel embarrassed, if you feel shame, take those responses, those feelings, those emotions, and go sit at the feet of Jesus and talk to him about it and say, hey, I don't like the way that I'm feeling. I don't like the way that I'm responding. Why is this God? How is it that I am seeing myself? And then how do I need to see myself? That conversation that um, when I brought it to God and him revealing it to me, um, it brought about a peace. His word and his truth brought about a peace in my soul as I reminded myself um, who I was to him. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves 
um, who we are to God and how God sees us, not how I've seen myself and or how other people have seen me because some people don't know how to properly love you. Your mother, your father, they may not have known or whoever raised you, they may not have known how to properly um, love you. And because that, because of whatever it is that you may have missed because of the words that may have been spoken that um, made you feel insignificant, that made you feel unworthy of love, because of that, we may have adopted it as I'm not loved. I'm not worthy to be loved. And I hear that even, even there. It's not even just that I'm not loved, but you don't feel deserving of love. We have to check those responses because once we pull it back to that root of, man, this is how I see myself and this is why, this is where it stemmed from, then we can interrupt this cycle and it may even be a generational cycle. We can begin to interrupt it as we allow um, our souls our souls to receive and to believe God's word, to believe his truth instead. Sometimes those emotions and those feelings feel so familiar. It feels so true, right? But it's not. That is not your identity. That is not how God created you. He created you to be loved by him. And um, we have to get to a place of where I'm going to choose to believe this is how God sees me. I feel this. This is what my soul is, is thinking. And now I understand where it's coming from, but I'm going to choose to believe, no, I'm accepted and I'm loved by him, that he sees me, that he wants me, that he loves me and that I'm important to him, that I am worthy of love, that I will be loved properly by the one that God sends for me, that God will put strategically put the right friends and people around me that I can connect to, that I won't be judged by. We have to start talking to ourselves differently. And, um, and let me tell you, um, we need God to do it. <laughs> we need him. Like in that moment, I felt, I, I remember feeling heavy and scripture says, I got to come to him with it. So one, I got to come to him because now, because I don't want to carry something that I can't. I have to give it to him, but then I had to allow him as well to teach me. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 talks about coming to him when our souls are heavy, when we're burdened, when we're tired, when we're weary, um, and, and, and to learn from him, to allow him to teach us how we can have rest, where? In our souls, in that place, our souls is the seat of our feelings, it's where our emotions um, sit at, it's where they lie, it's where they dwell, and so God's like, I want you to have rest there, I want you to have a proper perspective of the way that you should be viewing yourself, of the way you should be responding, um, and so now I would say for me, after having that conversation and getting to the root of why I was responding the way I was, I now can respond from a place. Now I have truth. Now I know, now is, I can be more aware and cognitive of, no, this is how I should respond. And because this is who I am, right? So now, now I'm trusting in God as my source of my, of, 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 of love, of the love that I need. I'm trusting in him um, to be enough. So I don't need someone else to be enough for me. I don't need their words to be enough for me. Sometimes we're, and I think that's too, like I was looking for 
someone to their, their words to be enough to make me feel like I mattered. But now if I start from the foundation place of my identity that I already matter to God, then now I can respond properly out of that whenever something, um, whenever something, you know, comes up where I have to have a conversation or difficult conversations. So I hope that just helps somebody just right there. Um, I felt like it correlated, you know, with just being loved because we have, we have to trust God, um, to be the source of our love to be the source of how we see ourselves and that and trusting him to be enough no matter what you see that you don't have no matter what you see that you're like i i wish i could feel this i'm telling you when you start to change your mindset and say you know what i have god i have his love i have his peace and i that is going to be enough for me that is going to be enough for me. Don't you know you're, you're going to make God smile? <laughs> you're going to make God smile. That's all he wants. He wants to be um, not just your savior, but he wants to be the Lord of your heart. He wants to be the king of your heart where he has the strings to it. Nothing and no one else can have the strings to that. We got to give that to him. Okay, let's read um, Romans 8, 38 through 39. I'm going to wrap it up here. You know, I, that was mainly what I wanted to um, just get out is just how get into the root of how we see ourselves and taking, you know, it could start from just conversations and the way you see yourself responding, the way you talk, like pay attention to those things, because a lot of how you see yourself, if, especially if you see yourself as being loved, it will come out in the way that you speak. Are you, are you direct? Do you, prance around certain things? Is it difficult for you to say things? Is it difficult for you to have conversations, hard conversations with people um, maybe when it comes to your feelings? Like dig into those moments and talk to God about it. And, 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 and it's okay if some things, you know what, you blew up, um, you got frustrated, you got angry. Like it's okay. Give yourself grace and patience on this journey because you didn't get that way overnight. So you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get to that others on the other side overnight either but you can get truth overnight like literally within that that hour of me spending time with god I, I i got to the root and i got truth and so i had and then i had to make a, a conscious decision like okay when i have a conversation like this next time this is how i'm going to respond now that we have, now that you can get truth in you, you can start, now you can be transformed into who God created you to be. We're transformed by the way that we think and the way that we can be transformed, the way that we can start thinking differently is when we start actually going to God and asking him, asking him, how should I be thinking? How should I be seeing myself? Right? So, all right. So let's read Romans 8, 38 through 39. And it says, and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Wow. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. That is so important because that convinced mean, 
I've gotten it down in my, in my belief system that nothing can ever separate me from God's love, that God's love is that strong, that God's love is that strong for me. I'm convinced. I have decided to believe. That is what Paul is saying here. I'm, I know. I have experienced Christ's love enough to be convinced that nothing can ever separate me from God's love. And that's what God wants for you. He wants your soul to be able to declare, no, I know nothing can separate me from his love. And today we can start to believe, we can start to believe this truth that nothing will separate you from God's love. God does love you. Not only are you loved, but nothing is going to change that. You're not going to change God's mind because you make a mistake. You're not going to change God's mind because you said the wrong thing or you did something out of order or because you may have missed, you may have um, miss, um, heard God say something, you did something differently. Like God is not taking away his love because of what we do. He's not taking away his love because we fear, because we have fear in our hearts or because we're worrying about the next paycheck. Sometimes we will condemn our own selves because we feel like we don't measure up to who God is and to what God wants. But then that says that we have the wrong depiction of who God is and what his love is. And so I want to make sure that one, we understand that God's love is not based on your performance is not based on your lifestyle. God loves man who's sitting on a corner begging for money just as much he loves the man who's in the mansion and probably robbing people. Like God's, God's love does not change because of any type of circumstances. It does not, it, it does not matter your past. It does not matter your, um, your religion, your ethnicity, your race. It doesn't matter there. It says nothing, not even death can separate nor life, nor demons or angels, nothing, no power, not, no, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God. Um, that perspective of that type of love is that's unconditional love. And sometimes we may have the wrong perspective of God's love because of um, how love was shown to us or introduced to us. And we may feel like to be loved, it has to be this emo these emotional, you know, warm, fuzzy feelings. Sometimes we, because of what we have seen on TV or whatnot. And then for some of us, we may look at love. And I'll say this for me, I looked at love of everything that I didn't have, the affection, the attention, you know, being thoughtful and caring. I looked at like that because I didn't have that. If someone showed me that, then that means they love me, right? If I got attention, then it means they love me. But then that also means that if I didn't get attention, then you didn't love me. If I didn't get affection, then you didn't love me. So my love, um, my love uh, barometer <laughs> or thermometer, th thermometer, however you want to describe it, 
was based on again performance whether how I performed or whether how, how someone else performed, how they treated me, how I treated them. That's what love was, was based on and how it made me feel. And we have to be so very careful of the lens that we're, we are viewing love through. We love, true love, what love really is, um, is from God. And it's the way that he sees us. It's the way that he views love. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he goes in detail and says what love is. It's patience, it's patient, it's kind, it's long suffering, it's all these things. But here, right here in Romans, he's saying, but nothing will separate me you from, from, from the love of God. Meaning there's no conditions on love. There's no boundaries on, on love when it comes to God. He's like, this is my love for you. And there's nothing you can do to change it. Um, so whether someone buys you, whether you feel like God is giving you all the things you want or not, that does not mean that he does not love you because he's not answering certain prayers or because maybe right now you may be in a season where God is, he is quiet. You don't hear anything. Don't question his love for you. He still loves you. He may be trying to teach you to know him outside of what you hear. That's how you get to know. And God is such a, 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 he's such a loving and good God. And in the moments of dark times, in the moments of where it's quiet, you got to remind yourself, no, God is good. He loves me. He still loves me. What, is there something I need to see in this moment? Is there something I need to see in this season? Or what kind of perspective God should I have right now? And I'm telling you, I've been in those moments where God has been quiet and it's like, what's going on? God, this has never happened before. And really God was trying to bring me up to another level of knowing him, not just the way I've been used to knowing him. Man, that is a God that loves me, who wants me to grow, who doesn't want me to stay stagnant who wants me to increase in my faith and in my knowledge of him, that is a God who loves me. So that, and that's how I start to, that's how we begin to experience God's love, right? Now it's, it's not just an experience, it's a journey, it's a walk, it's an everyday daily thing, something that I'm in. And we gotta be totally committed and totally um, um, dedicated to walking um, this journey, this life out with God, because that's where we truly get to experience more of the fullness of God's love. If we turn back when God doesn't answer a prayer, if we turn back when, when um, he's not saying anything or when we don't get what we don't wanna get, then we'll never really experience his love, his kind of love. And then we won't be able to give people that love. We need to understand and fully know that we're loved by God so that we can properly love others, so that we don't leave, leave people when things get hard, so that we don't leave um, jobs when things get rough. God's love is a love that will change the way you see yourself, and it will change the way you see others. Some of you right now, um, you want to be married. You want to have that relationship, but you're still in a place where you're not fully committed 
to God. You're not fully committed to the experience of experiencing his love. And because that, God's like, I have the person, but you got to come into alignment of my love for you. You, you, you got to have my love. You got to start to experience what this love is so that you, you can be able to, one, properly love that person, but be able to properly love yourself. The answer to some of the, the, the issues and the things that we're having isn't self-care from a fleshly and worldly um, um, lens. It's not taking, it's not um, taking a vacation or and, and getting pedicures and massages and hanging out with your girlfriends. That's not the answer. I hear right now that the answer is you need to experience God's love for you. And you can come to him today and say, God, I'm, I'm ready to experience your love. Show me your love. What is it that you are saying? What is it that you want? Because I want to know your love. And I want to know it for myself. I want my soul to know it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say that I'm loved by God and my, and my words really don't match my heart. I want to say it and mean it. I want to say it and know it. I want when someone say the words, I'm like, yes, I know he loves me. That's what God wants for you. He wants you to know his love as every, every believer should, every believer to follow Christ and just to do things from a place of not knowing that God even loves you. That's not God's will for you. I was sharing with my husband that, um, you know, one of the things, the first things that God um, told me um, after I rededicated my life with him, he said, I'm going to teach you love obedience. Not I'm going to teach you how to obey me. He said, I'm going to teach you love obedience. Love obedience is when I'm obedient to God because I love God. And I love God because I know how much he loves me. So he taught me love obedience by first, by teaching me his love by me experiencing and walking with him. So the more, the more years I walked with him and, and learned and, and started looking at different situations from a perspective of, oh my gosh, God loves me. Then it got easier to obey him. There are things that came up that was uncomfortable, things that came up that hurt, but I still had to obey him. And I'm so glad I did because it led to even now my recent marriage with my husband. The reason I'm with my husband, this is this who was my ex for seven years. We were married for 10 years and divorced for seven. The only re the reason we came back around and that we are married today, and I'll say this on both ends for me and him, is because we were obedient to God, because we love God. And he said for us to get together, but most importantly, we trust him. Yes, it was uncomfortable for us to be together again. Yes, we did not want to. There are some things God's going to ask you to do or tell you to do that you may not want to do. But because you trust in him and he has made his home in your heart, you want to obey God because you love him too much. And you know how much he loves you. And because of that, you trust that, hey, wherever this goes, I know it's going to work out for me and it's going to work out for your glory. Love obedience. He doesn't want you to be obedient from a place of fear, 
of guilt, of condemnation. He doesn't want you to feel like, I, oh, I, I have to do it because it's God. No, he wants you to be obedient because I love God and I want to serve him. I know that he has the best plan for me. Because when is when is when is that type of relationship? Guess what? God can begin to trust you. <laughs> God can then trust you because he know you know what I can throw this at Shawanda. I can throw that at her. I can tell you this, so and she's going to do it. So guess what? I can she can handle this. And now since so she can handle this, she can handle the reward. She can handle the blessing. She can handle the promises because now she's in alignment. You getting back into alignment. As you as you getting yourself in a posture where God, I want to receive and, and and know your love for myself, and I'm going to choose to trust you as the source of the love of my life. I'm daily walking in that, daily choosing to walk in that, in areas where I normally have not, and allowing God to expose the places where I I need to make Him enough. God wants to be enough for you. And I'm here to tell you, he is enough. We just have to choose to trust him. Choose to trust him to be enough. So dear father, I thank you for this episode, for this series um, that you laid on my heart for your daughters. I believe the women that I'm listening, listen, um, speaking to and who's listening right now, that they love you. I believe they want to love you more and they want to know more of your love. They want to know more of you. And so Father, I just I just declare today that though we're ending this series, your love will not end. No podcast episode, <laughs> nor death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, no nothing, no power in hell can separate you from you're loving them, God. I thank you that they will know for themselves your love, that they will stand in whatever it is that they may be going through right now and choose to trust you in it, God. And that as they trust you, you make your you make um, homes in their hearts, Father. That your love grows down into the roots of their souls. That they experience you like never before God I pray that every woman on here makes you enough for them God that they don't have to look anymore to the left or the right for something to please them to satisfy them to make them feel loved to make them feel seen but that they just look up and remember that you are enough that you have everything they need. More importantly, you have the love that they need. I pray that every woman knows that they are seen, they are heard, they are known, and they are loved by you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. And so until next time, ladies, I say remember, soul care, is self-care. Bye-bye.